Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix. It's now time to enter the Sports Zone with your host, Bob Kemp. Trout's ready. 3-2. He struck him out! Otani strikes out Trout, and Japan's back on top of the baseball world. Between the, the Arizona buzzer beater and the run in the Pac-12 tournament and winning probably the, one of the biggest games in your time here against Nevada the other night, where do you feel that the state of this program is entering you know, the offseason and, and trying to um, get back here to the tournament after yeah. a really good run? Did you watch the game? That's the state of the program. Third down two. It's Jackson, oh my gosh, here he goes. He'll sprint. He's being chased by Howard. Looking behind. You can kiss him goodbye. Touchdown. He is electrifying. Can you win right away? And how do you balance that with sustained success? Without question, you can win right away. I think Pittsburgh has showed that this year. I think Missouri has shown that this year. I think one of the keys to coaching, it's not only strategy, it's not only motivation, but it's getting players that fit your system. And not only fit your system, I need guys that can shoot the basketball, not fatigue, get after it defensively. So evaluating the right players, and that's what we have to do. We'll probably have to bring in six to eight players from this basketball team. Dial 602-260-1060. That's 602-260-1060. Or tweet the show at KDUSAM1060. And now, here's your sports own guide, Bob Kemp, on KDUSAM1060. And welcome to the Wednesday, March 22nd edition of the Sports Zone. Not just the news and scores, the news and scores with analysis. In today's Sports Zone, right here on KDUS AM 1060 and KISS Lux HD 2 100.7, the World Baseball Classic. Did you watch during the last two weeks? Meanwhile, from the NCAA tournament, who you got on Thursday, ATS, Arkansas or Connecticut? ASU Hoops has extended Bobby Hurley's contract the right move. Lamar Jackson, should the Colts trade two first-round picks to the Ravens? St. John's, do you expect Rick Pitino to be in the NCAA tournament next season? And what else caught your eye since our last show? Here's today's schedule lineup on the show, which is the most informative sports talk Monday through Friday. In moments, we'll have the introduction of today's pipeline. 9.15 or so of analysis of the World Baseball Classic, and we'll go around Major League Baseball with Bob Nightingale of USA Today. He was in attendance last night in Miami for the uh, Classic World Baseball Classic finish. Meanwhile, 9.30 will be interactive action at 602-260-1060 and also the local roundup, including uh, some contradictory DeAndre Hopkins trade rumors out there, depending on which network you listen to or watch. And also uh, we'll have a brief Suns and Lakers preview for tonight. The final segment of the Sports Zone will be the National Roundup. That will include a little bit looking ahead to the Sweet 16 action in college basketball. The tournament resumes tomorrow night. Also in this hour, we have our daily spring training report and lunch for two at Porta Subs. In addition, every day between 9 a.m. and noon through the rest of this week, one caller 
Uh, we'll get a $25 voucher to Winner's Sports Bar at Desert Diamond Casino West Valley to watch all the basketball games. And then after the sports zone from 10 to noon, it'll be the extra point hosted by Kayla. That will include around the NFL with Nate Davis from USA Today. It's a USA Today day here in the sports zone slash extra point. On to the pipeline we go. Time for today's Pipeline, where the host reveals the hot topics for discussion. And as usual, we'll start with the KDUS poll question at KDUS1060.com. Today's question is, Do you watch, did you watch any of the World Baseball Classic? And Kayla is here and has the early returns. That I do. And yes is leading the way here at 75% of the vote. No trailing at 25%. This has changed quite a bit since last week, but obviously with Team USA and the semifinals and finals since last week when we asked a similar question, I'm sure that that has something to do with it. Of course, last night the event ended in classic fashion with Shohei Otani striking out his MLB teammate Mike Trout to, uh, to give Japan the championship game victory over Team USA. Today's Twitter poll question, who got ATS on Thursday, Connecticut, Minus three and a half or Arkansas plus three and a half. And Kayla, what's going on here? UConn out in front at 62.5% of the vote. Arkansas at 37.5%. This is on Twitter at KDUS AM 1060. The Huskies have dominated the second half of the first two games. Uh, they just destroyed Iona and St. Mary's in the second half. Of course, Arkansas advanced with the upset victory in the second half rally against Kansas. Meanwhile, any NCAA tournament Sweet 16 talk or uh, any uh, predictions that you might have over uh, certainly encourage discussion over the next three days. Meanwhile, on the local front, rip from the headlines, ASU and Bobby Hurley signed a two-year contract extension through 2026. Hurley's uh, most recently uh, mentioned that uh, he was most recently, just a few in the last few days, been mentioned for the you know, openings at St. John's and Providence. But Hurley signed a contract extension, and both those two jobs, St. John's and Providence, are now officially filled. Did ASU make the right move, extending Bobby Hurley's contract two years through 2026? Meanwhile, spanning the globe, uh, ripped from the headlines, Rick Pitino introduced on Tuesday as the St. John's head coach, uh, who basically you know, signed him to a six-year contract. He's 71 years old. A uh, six-year contract. Do you expect St. John's with Rick Pitino? Uh, you, you expect them to reach the NCAA tournament next season. They have not won an NCAA tournament game, by the way, a game since 2000. Meanwhile, the Colts are interested in trading for Lamar Jackson. At least that's heard through the grapevine, uh, which would make actual sense uh, for the Ravens, since the Ravens would get uh, you know, they get two picks if there's a you know, sign and trade or offer sheet and trade type of thing. And then the Colts, of course, this year have the fourth pick of the draft. So should the Colts trade two first-round picks, including the fourth pick, next month in the draft uh, to get Lon Lamar Jackson? Also, in addition to all these excellent questions and topics, what else caught your eye since our last show? That is the pipeline for today. We'll get to all these tremendous topics and much more during today's sensational radio program. Anything else on your mind falls into the general discussion categories, whether it's from the pipeline or a sports topic on your mind, 
260-1060-602-260-1060. Also, if you'd like to tweet the show, you can go to uh, KDUS. Uh, K, uh, you can tweet the show at KDUS at KDUS AM 1060. I'll get this right. Or uh, twitter.com slash KDUS AM 1060. All right. The only rules are accuracy and objectivity. If you violate those rules or if you're just simply bad, you will be the target of this. Coming up next, Corey will have a news update. That'll be followed by a World Baseball Classic uh, final analysis discussion and uh, around Major League Baseball a little bit with the season starting a week from tomorrow. We'll talk with Bob Nightingale of USA Today, who was in attendance last night in Miami for the uh, Classic Classic Championship game. Uh, you are listening to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD 2 100.7. Bringing you the latest sports topics weekly right here on KDUS AM 1060 with me, the Doug Gottlieb Show, 1 to 3 p.m. Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KISS Lux HD 2 100.7. You're home of the Dan Patrick Show, live Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. Shohei Otani struck out Mike Trout for the final out of the World Baseball Classic last night. Out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined by Bob Nightingale of USA Today. And, Bob, good to have you as always. And uh, you know, the atmosphere of the WBC looked fun on television. You were in Miami. Uh, how did the last few days of the WBC compare to some of the MLB playoff games that you've attended over the years? As good as any. Uh, it really is. I mean, there were some, you know, beauties over the years, you know, Yankees, Red Sox, when the Red Sox came down from, uh, you know, 3-0, so obviously some fabulous World Series, you know, you know, like the, Yan- the Yankees, uh, Dimebacks in 01. But it's right there, Bob. I mean, certainly, uh, you know, I mean, it, it blows away the All-Star game. It's like an All-Star game on steroids. Uh, you know, it's, it's different. You know, even the you know the USA players were on the field, kind of hanging out with their families, and you know, kind of celebrating the uh, the festivities after the game, which you don't see in a postseason game. But I but I will say, you know, a few of those atmospheres, 2017 USA Dominican, and certainly the uh, the, the USA Venezuela game, and even last night's game, you know, probably rank among the top five uh, atmospheres I've, I've seen, including all postseasons of World Series over the last 30 years. Yeah, we had John last time uh, before the WBC, and you picked Japan to win. Uh, uh, so uh, you, you obviously had the correct prediction there. They just had uh, too much pitching. Is that what this came down to? Yeah, and they played together. I mean, they've been working out together for about three weeks, a little bit of advantage. But they, uh, the pitching was so much better than, than anybody had. I mean, you can take the top five starters of uh, Japan better than anybody that U.S. Uh, had out there. But, you know, but just they're just that dominant of, of a pitching staff. You know, it's funny. I mean, Phil did some Japanese TV stations there. Dad, so I'm picking 3-2. It's going to turn out to be 3-2. Uh, but just, yeah, they're just that that good. And, they, uh, you know, we all know about, you know, Otani and Darvish, but, you know, they got other guys coming. Uh, they, you know, play the game so strong and well and 
And, you know, hey, it means a lot more to the U.S. team than people realize. But that being said, I think for Team Japan, it was like the Super Bowl and World Series rolled into one. Speaking of uh, some guys that seem to you know, have a lot of fun, uh, until at least the last at bat, like Mike Trout seemed to have a kind of a blast during the whole thing. The fact that you know, he was involved and the fact that he obviously seemed to enjoy himself, do you think that maybe lures more of uh, more USA players uh, to this in the future? Well, particularly pitching. I mean, you're, you're getting the offensive players. Pitchers will get nervous. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing the thing move back maybe one more week, give pitchers a little more uh, you know, time to get ready. That's that's a fear, you know, particularly among clubs. Uh, it's just, you know, the pitchers don't want to do it. So particularly the pitchers who aren't, haven't made a big contract yet. And I don't know why Scherzer didn't do it or or Berland or, or Garrett Cole for that matter. But I can certainly understand a guy like Corbin Burns or, or even Zach Gallen. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, – I wouldn't be surprised to see in the next you know, week or few days where Aaron Judge comes out public and says, I'm doing this. He's already told guys on the team, I'm playing in 2026. Mm. Well, speaking of that, uh, Rob Manfred on Tuesday you know, said that the WBC will, WBC will return in 2026. Is MLB getting more than it bargained for back in the creation stages of the WBC? Yeah, I don't think they uh, had any idea it was going to be this good. I really don't. Uh, you know, it's a, uh just becomes so huge. I mean, the TV ratings, I think in Japan, was like 65% of the uh, TVs on, you know, we're watching. I mean, the rate the ratings uh, in Japan and some of these other countries were higher than any baseball games ever been televised in the U.S. I mean, going back, you know, to the 1980 World Series, which is the highest of all time. Uh, so yeah, I mean, just, you know, blows away any type of ratings for the, uh, for the world series and pretty much the ratings are, uh, even higher than the Super Bowl. Mark DeRosa, the U- team USA manager, is this get him closer to being a major league manager, assuming he wants to you know, keep doing this? Uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, I, you know, it, it's a, uh, I think he enjoyed it. I mean, it's tough for managers because, you know, like all of the WBC managers, you got to work with restrictions from uh, teams. I mean, if the Angels had told Otani, hey, you're not pitching, you know, he wouldn't be able to do what he did last night. You know, there were guys that went home. Nick Martinez went home from USA because he could, wasn't uh, guaranteed he would make a, a start the last two times. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I know there were flaws and people were critical of, of things that happened with him, but yet, you know, you got to let guys finish out the inning just just for the uh, – make sure they're ready for the season. So I, I do think it whets his appetite, and we'll see what happens. I, I still think, you know, some of these managers just spend some time in the, in the minors and, and show that he can do it. You know, guys like, uh, you know, Brian Snicker from Atlanta, you know, all those mm. years in minor leagues, you know, it, it, it's valuable. Bob Nightingale of USA Today, currently in the sports zone. I mentioned Manford announced that uh, the WBC will return in 2026. Uh, you mentioned that yesterday. Also, he talked about uh, – we just talked about the, the Team USA pitching. Uh, he actually talked about – I think he said that he hoped that there would be more pitchers involved. I think he was, was he specifically just talking about Team USA when he said that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Japan, they, they, they got their guys. and uh, But, yeah, he just wanted more star pitchers. I mean – then the uh, I think 
was it 14 pitchers got a Cy Young vote last year? You know, none of them were in this tournament. Uh, you know, nothing to take away from the guys that were there. But but you're not talking about Scherzer or Berman or, you know, Garrett Cole. Uh, you know, that sort of thing. Kershaw wanted to do it, obviously. Didn't have the insurance to, uh, to cover it. Uh, but, yeah, just, you know, maybe some of the bigger and brighter stars. I mean, you had, you know, you had some guys in the other teams, whether it's a, a Marcus Stroman or a Taiwan Walker. You know, you know, they did. Uh, Julio Urias did it. Uh, so those countries were getting it. The U.S. just weren't getting that type of uh, quality starting. You know, there were some uh, injuries during the tournament, and I've, I've heard that, well, you know, that's, you know, you know, it's like these things don't happen in spring training, right? When there's not a World Baseball Classic. So I thought the injury thing was a little overblown. Yeah, way overblown. The Diaz thing was that's such a freak thing. I mean, it's going to happen any day during a regular season. Uh, you know, it's a celebration. You know, I mean, I feel awful for his brother. His brother was the one who kind of jumped in his arms. You know, it might yeah. be a couple of others otherwise, but I think he was the one who kind of knocked him over. And, uh, you know, I mean, just, you know, they're crying. It looks like he, you know, died, died on the field. I mean, that, that team was devastated with that. But, yeah, that was, you know, I don't qualify as a WBC injury just because it was uh, when the game was over. Uh, you know, that thing happens. Hey, Altuve gets hit. You know, pitchers get hit. You know, hit uh, players all the time, and uh, and that happens. I mean, we're not counseling spring training because you know, uh, you know, Carson Kelly just you know broke his forearm, or you know, like you said, a Gavin Lux. I mean, those those things happen. So yeah, I think WBC gets a a, a bad rap over that. All right, so the MLB regular season starts a week from tomorrow. Uh, you know, let's start with the Mets. Uh, and we mentioned the Diaz thing. They've had Quintana go down, and uh, Nimmo is you know got some issues, but nothing is long term. It appears the Mets injuries does that kind of change your viewpoint of uh, the uh, National League East, or were you kind of on Atlanta or Philadelphia the whole time here? Yeah, I was not on them. I really was. I thought they're a third place team before the injuries. Uh, yeah, I mean, people sleep in Atlanta. I mean, this team's won the last five in a row. Uh, power, powerful team. You know, I know they you know, don't have swans and already lost Freeman a year ago. But still, you know, they do things right. And, uh, hey, we, we all saw what Trey Turner can do. We saw him a lot. We've seen him a lot in Phoenix, you know, playing for the Dodgers. Uh, he's a difference maker. So I, I think both those teams are better than that. They really do. Certainly was a difference making the last few days uh, in the uh, WBC, no question about that. Uh, back to the MLB side of things here. You know, just let's just go kind of back to spring training itself. You know, other than uh, the Gavin Lux thing and uh, you know what's happened in the WBC with Altuve and also obviously Diaz. You know, what, what are some of the other storylines that have kind of caught your attention during spring training, whether it be the Cactus League or the Grapefruit League? Well, certainly, I think you know the uh, the Padres probably attracted you know more attention than anybody just with the money they spent and the money they spent this uh, spring with Machado and everything else. We'll see how it translates. You know, I see where Soto's already banged up a little bit with a uh, an oblique injury. We'll see how the starting rotation is. I, I think that could be a little uh, you know flawed. You know, I don't think that starting rotation gives a daylight to you by any means. So I think it'll be a great battle between the Dodgers. You know, everybody's kind of sleeping on the Dodgers now. You know, it's still the Dodgers, and they still have an unbelievable farm system, and if they want to go get some star players, they just trade some prospects to do so. So I still think it's a great race between those two clubs, uh, you know, going, going one-two there. 
Uh, I, I think that might be as good as any uh, storyline. You know, like you said, that the the, uh, the three-headed monster, you know, in the NL East uh, will be great. And uh, but otherwise, you know, none are really, you know, I mean, AL Central will be interesting. Whether Cleveland can do it again with the White Sox and Minnesota should improve. But I don't think anything jumps out bigger than the NL West and the NL East. As far as the NL Central, might as well cover them while we're talking NL here. Uh, the Cardinals appear to be the best. Is 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 anybody? Is there a clear cut second place team in the Central? I mean, they're they're better. I mean, St. Louis is a better team, but yet, I mean, you look at it. I mean, uh, I think the Cubs have a chance to be competitive. You know, a 500 team or so. Milwaukee's um, kind of sleeper. I mean, they, uh, you know. They cost themselves a playoff berth last year by trading Josh Hader. Uh, Devin Williams, you know, he's on WBC. He lights out. But let's see if he can do it, you know, as a closer. That's the only team I think that could give Cardinals a run. And like I said, the Cardinals pitching is uh, iffy. I think they really need Jack Flaherty to step up and, and, and be that guy. Uh, if he's that guy, then I think they have a, you know, have a chance to uh, win that division once again. Talking baseball with Bob Nightingale from USA Today. The American League East, uh, obviously, uh, you know, last year the Orioles. You know, I'm going to ask about them first here. Last year the Orioles were a surprise. Do we believe in the Orioles this year? Uh, we think they'll be competitive. Uh, can they make a big stride after what they did a year ago? I don't know. It, it kind of they kind of remind the Diamondbacks in the sense. Okay, if you pick up 20 games in one season, can you pick up another 10? I'm not, you know, I'm not sure about that. Uh, so I think, you know, what helps them is the schedule. They don't have to play the uh, rest of the East, you know, 19 times. You know, got down to 13. So that will certainly help them. You know, I had a uh, – I think the team to watch for, I think, is, is the Blue Jays. I think they're going to win that division. Uh, I had one GM say his bold prediction was the Yankees wouldn't make the playoffs. I can't see that happening. But, you know, people love the Blue Jays. The Rays are much better than people think. You know, we always sleep on the on – the, uh, on them, then we'll, you know, let's see, let's see about the Yankees, uh, what what happens. But I don't think, you know, they're certainly not a, a World Series favorite or even an American League favorite for that matter. Okay, Bob, you have to sell me a little more on the Blue Jays here. I don't quite trust all their starting pitchers. They certainly had some inconsistency last year. Um, and I, they don't catch the ball great unless that's changed, and I don't think it has in a year. So help, you know, try to convince me further here. Well, I think, you know, and getting Varsho, I think that was, a, you know, a big move, uh, you know, getting that bat in the middle of the lineup. I just think those pitchers, you know, you know, particularly, uh, you know, Berrios, uh, you know, we saw Manoa last year, what he could do. I think the pitching will step up. I think I can't see Berrios being as bad as he was a year ago. Uh, so, and, and I think they'll do everything possible to, you know, be all in at the trade deadline. So, yeah, I mean, I'm with you last year. I think they're a little bit of a disappointment. They weren't catching the ball. They weren't pitching. I just think, okay, you know, now they're used to expectations. Uh, they're good to go. Okay, speaking of Cleveland, does uh, Cleveland just have too much pitching in the Central? And uh, why have they been so good at developing pitchers over the years? <laughs> I talked to people from the uh, AL Central, and they said, you know, it's just a machine. It's unbelievable what they do. You know, yeah. year after year. Uh, yeah, no one can uh, understand. I think people are really sleeping on Cleveland. I love Cleveland. Uh, they had the youngest team in baseball last year, shocked the world. 
there's no reason why they can't get you know be better. You know, now they got the experience, everything else. Uh, I like I like Cleveland an awful lot. They got the great manager Terry Francona. So, uh, yeah, I, I think they'd run away with the division again. I really do. Okay, in the West, Altuve's out for right eight to ten weeks. You reported um, if they could survive that, right, and still win the West. And plus, we have the expanded playoffs now too. Yeah, I mean, it's still a uh, power powerhouse. He's still got the great, great pitching. I know you don't have Berlander anymore, but you know they got you know everybody else in the world. Uh, great reliever and Presley. So yeah, I mean, they're still the team to beat. You know, they, they they do have some flaws. They're a lot thinner than they have in the past. But, you know, another team that's going to be aggressive. I mean, for them, it's like, uh, you know, World World Series or bust. Uh, there's no reason in the world why they won't be, you know, there's no reason why they're not the team to beat once again, particularly in the American League. All right. For a team that hasn't won anything for a long time, we always seem to talk about the Angels. So here we go. Are we, we buying the Angels this year? I don't know. I mean, like you said, expanding playoffs, uh, you know, you do get to play their divisions now. I just think everything has to go right. I think one X factor is Anthony Rendon. He's got to play. He's got to be at least a semblance of what he was in the last year in Washington. Uh, you know, people talk about bad contracts the Angels have had. You know, this is the worst contract maybe in franchise history unless he steps up. So they need him. And they need guys to stay healthy. They need Otani, you know, to do what he did last year. They need Trout to play a, a, a full season. But, you know, I, I, I like what they uh, have. They got some great young pitching. And, you know, the Patrick Sandoval kid, I mean, man, did he step up in the WBC for Mexico? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I, I think they can make things interesting. It's just, you know, they, they, but they've got to stay healthy. A lot of things have got to be so right for them to, uh, you know, just make the playoffs of the wild card team. Okay, last up, Seattle. How good do you think they are? I don't know. And that, yeah, that's a. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, is that the real Jerry Kelnick or not? It's tough, you know, as scouts will tell you, nothing harder to evaluate than spring training performance and performance in September when you have September call-ups. Uh, be interesting. I don't think that they have enough to challenge the Astros. I don't. Uh, now there's much higher expectations on them. You know, we'll see what happens. A good, young, talented team. Uh, it's hard to know. I mean, it wouldn't shock anybody, you know, be disappointed if they didn't make the playoffs. It wouldn't shock anybody if, you know, they ran deep into October and even, even got to World Series. I think it's a whole lot easier to go deep in, uh, from the American League than the National League. I think the National League is, is much stronger. Thanks, Bob. Always good talking to you. Appreciate it. Thanks for the quick turnaround from last night, too. Thanks. Sure. My pleasure. Take care, Bob. You too. Bob Nightingale, USA Today from Miami. And, of course, last night the – the big contest in Miami with the World Baseball Classic, a classic finish to the World Baseball Classic. And for somebody that was you know, not exactly in on the World Baseball Classic, certainly when it started, and uh, I was actually, I remember being at Chase Field for the first year it was here, and then I wasn't even completely in last week, uh, but certainly the last three or four nights here, that's been pre- pretty good stuff and kind of gets you ready for the baseball season, at least me. Uh, which I needed to get ready for, I guess, sort of, kind of, a little bit. Even though the rules, you know, they don't have the speed, uh, pace of play rules that I've gotten used to during spring training games. So we'll, I'm still a little 
little skeptical whether the pace of play is going to be what it's been in spring training once we get to the actual regular season. So we'll be monitoring that closely starting a week from Thursday with the start of the Major League Baseball season. All right, next segment, phone call time, 602-260-1060, 602-260-1060. And we'll get to today's local roundup, and uh, we'll get to some uh, Cardinals, some um, – I don't want to call it necessarily misinformation, but conflicting information about the DeAndre Hopkins uh, trade rumors that are out there. And there are seemingly certainly plenty of trade rumors out there. Also get a little bit into the Suns and the Western Conference. If you missed it earlier this week, kind of you know, throwing the Western Conference you know, race, quote unquote, it's more like a crawl uh, than it is a race. It's not like you have a lot of hot teams here, you know, Fighting for these final positions, it seems like who lost last night and who you know, basically dropped in the standings another spot. That's uh, kind of what it is right now. We'll get to that a little bit. And uh, Paul George goes down with an injury last night for the Clippers, and that's uh, certainly a big concern for them. Hey, Phoenix, Doug Gottlieb here. I'm bringing the best sports talk weekdays to you. 1 to 3 p.m. right here on KDUS AM 1060. It's time for today's local roundup. Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Cast Lux HD 2 100.7. In addition to the local roundup, it is phone call time to the KDUS hotline at 602 260 1060. Get to your phone calls in just a couple of seconds. And uh, we'll get to some maybe some local roundup here eventually in this segment. If not, I'm sure we'll cover a couple of these things during the extra point between 10 and noon, hosted by Kayla. So stay tuned for that. Meanwhile, I want to mention the poll questions and repeat the poll questions. And we'll answer these during the extra point in a couple of hours. We'll get to this at around uh, you know 1130 or so. Uh, we started the KDUS poll question at KDUS1060.com. Uh, today's question is, did you watch any of the World Baseball Classic? And then the uh, Twitter poll question today, getting a little bit back into the NCAA tournament. Connecticut and Arkansas, one of the uh, more, uh, I mean, I actually think this is the most interesting game in the world, but certainly the one that's been most talked about or one of the ones for the Sweet 16. Uh, who you got, ATS, Connecticut minus 3.5 or Arkansas plus 3.5, those numbers from uh, FanDuel, and those numbers pretty much universal around the world as far as that particular game goes. 602-260-1060, that's the number. Let's get to the phone lines. Morty, what's going on? Your man Bobby Hurley is here for at least two more years, apparently, well, contractually. I'm not leading off with Hurley. I, 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 did, I was following the World Baseball Classic, and I watched last night's game, and it was pretty amazing. And... But now I'm even more excited for the Phillies because I think Trey Turner with with Kyle and with uh, with Bryce and with JT. I mean, I think we got a pretty decent team this year in Philly. Yeah, well, obviously they did quite well last year, better than I would have imagined last year going to the World Series and so forth. But uh, I still wonder about their defense. So we'll see how that goes. And you know, Harper's not going to play. For a while, I mean, obviously they did not put him on the sixty-man, uh, the sixty-day right, injured list yesterday. So uh, that means that maybe they're optimistic that he's going to be back before before June. Because if I got my math right here, sixty days would be basically through May, roughly. Uh, so that's a good thing. Well, us Philly boys and Philly area boys, we're always optimistic. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're the one optimistic Philadelphia dude or the Philadelphia area guy on the planet that he's calling our show. We're so fortunate. Uh, it's because I'm brain dead. But other than that. Um, okay, well, Hurley, let me ask I, you about her. Let me ask you about Hurley. So what do you think about this? I, I, I'm I very glad it happened. You're not surprised at that. Um, I, I go back. Hope Rubino had a, um, an interview with Kyle Dodd the other night. Uh-huh. About 30 minutes, 20 minutes talked about the kids. And the other 10, to paraphrase how Kyle wraps up his 10-minute talk about Hurley, is if, if you don't believe he's done things to improve this program, if you don't believe he's given ASU a better name out there in basketball, then you don't know a lot about basketball. And okay. he talked about the building. He talked about the kids. And, yeah, would we do we want to go? No, would we like? Do we want to go further next year? Hell yeah! But here now, there's four kids, and I, and maybe you know between Washington and DJ, um, Devin and Alonzo, they have a chance. They can come back if they want. And if this right. decision was wasn't made yesterday, there's no chance any of them would be coming back. Yeah, I'm not really sure anymore who's eligible to come back and who's not with all the transfer rules and obviously the you know the COVID situation from 2020. Uh, so uh, it's a, kind of a big ball of confusion for me around college basketball. But I would maybe beg to differ a little bit. I think that he's done a good job here. Uh, my whole thing, whenever we have a coaching change at ASU, whether it's football or basketball, is who are you actually going to hire? So if he actually did leave, who would who would be next in line? And I can't imagine there's an obvious front runner for uh, or the first phone call uh, for Ray Anderson or whoever's in charge of that. You you just led me into my to really the last thing to talk about. There's a lot of discussion on Facebook last night, obviously, and one guy said, you know, there's a bunch of good coaches out there. Um, that, that need a job right now. My, I was the first comment. Okay, name a few. We haven't heard back from the guy as of ten o'clock this morning or nine 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 thirty this morning. He hasn't named any. You, that's just what you've just said. Who are you going to replace him with? Yeah, the only guy I would think of, at least as a valley tie, is Randy Bennett. But he's supposedly in line for the Cal job. He's been the St. Mary's coach for a long time. His dad was a legendary coach right. at Mesa Community College, and he played at Mesa Community College and actually you know, covered some Yavapai College sports in those days and watched those guys in action. And uh, But that's the only guy I could think of. But I mention his name literally every time the ASU coaching opening becomes an opening. Can't believe they don't listen to you, Bob. I know. It's hard to believe. I mean, it's a stunning development. Okay. Thanks, Morty. Appreciate it, as always. All right. Vince in Phoenix. What's going on, Vince? Yeah, following up on the on the Bobby Hurley thing, I think you just put the question out there, who are they going to get? I mean, he he's this season they were up really high, and then, well, they played in December. They went up to San Francisco, and they laid an egg in that game. You know, and that you know they had big wins, and then then they fell down, and uh, and they got they got into the tournament. Uh, they played played really well against TCU, like yeah, they we've did. Talked, but they lost, 
And, well, they, uh, I think they kind of ran out of gas because they had to play in Dayton in the two nights before. Yeah, but that was because of their circumstances of getting Agreed. into the tournament. Agreed. So, yeah, but I, 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 wouldn't I, even, I wouldn't even look at that USF game. That was during the Christmas holidays and whatever, and there's all kinds okay. of strange results in college basketball during the Christmas holidays. In fact, uh, as you know, somebody who's been known to bet occasionally, I almost never bet any games like from – you know, December 20th until conference play. Some places start before the you know, turn of the new year. Those games, you don't know what you're going to get in some of those games. The games that really killed ASU is they lost five home games in conference play. Those are the games yeah. that put them in the situation to be playing in Dayton. How much does the, the talk of uh, either upgrading the arena or building a new arena, how much does that play into their success? I think it really plays into success, and I've mentioned this a couple of times here recently. You know, the the first time I remember being in uh, it was the activity center back You're in right. the '70s. Was uh, in the mid '70s. I either covered high school tournaments when I was working in the media and the newspapers in Tucson, or of a high school I attended in Tucson actually played the state championship game in 1975. And at that point, that arena was not good. Uh, you know, just compared to McHale in those days, and it's you know, McHale's upgraded considerably since then. The activity centers, or whatever they call it now, it's not a whole lot different than it was, you know, 40, 50 years ago, quite frankly. Yeah, well, that's my viewpoint. I, it's been 10 years probably since I've been to the activity center, but it was very plain and very, it, it just needed a, a big facelift. Nice. And, and I guess to be they, more needs to be more modern. Yeah, I guess every ten or fifteen years in Tucson, they re, they upgrade McHale somewhat. They like upgraded every off season. They do oh, something. They, they do pretty well, much something to it. But yeah, they got a little you know got some basketball revenue in that area too. But but then again, where are the coaches out there? Who's going to come here? And, I don't uh, know. That's that, I think that's. That, I mean, you see these. Coaches move up from Farley Dickinson and from all these places, but they don't have a big-name reputation to come to the Pac-12, I wouldn't think. You know? Well, you know, basically the Farley Dickinson coach, basically, you know, he moved like 20 miles. So, yeah. hey, hey, one other quick thing. Did you see the, the rant by or hear about the rant by uh, Dana Altman after uh, 3,000 no. fans showed up for their NIT game? With yeah. Wisconsin, I just read a, high, a headline that he was disappointed or frustrated or something like that. But what the hell does he expect? They're in the NIT, which stands for the National Insignificant Tournament. Right, and even even in Eugene, I guess they don't care when they when Wisconsin comes out and plays them and, and even beats them. You know, so okay. Yeah, he, all right, thanks a lot. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, right now, time for a daily spring training report brought to you by Porta Subs. So, right now, caller number two at 602 260 1060. Caller number two, 602 260 1060. You're today's winner of lunch for two at Porta Subs. Once again, caller two, 602 260 1060. The spring training report we started the Diamondbacks and Carson Kelly, starting catcher, will be out uh, likely several months. With a fractured right forearm, we talked about this yesterday a little bit uh, before we knew the actual prognosis. He was hit by a pitch on Monday. 
That means that Gabriel Moreno, who they acquired in the offseason for Dalton Varsho, scheduled to be the everyday starting catcher, but Moreno has also been nicked up some in spring training, certainly not to the extent of Carson Kelly. Marino, by the way, when he has played, and he did play a little bit, yeah, he had one at bat yesterday. He's hitting 400. He's 9 for 20 with two homers uh, in uh, the, the uh, Cactus League so far. Of course, as you heard already, uh, you know, Japan beat Team USA in the World Baseball Classic. You know, Otani, the MVP. Uh, Merrill Kelly was a starting pitcher, Diamondbacks pitcher for US, uh, Team USA. Did not get out of the second inning, allowed two runs. And retired just four of the nine hitters he faced last night to start that game. And as I mentioned, Bryce Harper will begin the 2023 season on the injured list, but he's not on the 60-day injured list. Dave Dombrowski, the president of baseball operations for the Phillies, said on Tuesday that there is uh, some hope that he would be back uh, by the end of May. And uh, you know, just do the calendar math there. Uh, you know, if it's going to be more than 60 days and thought it was going to be originally, they said the all-star break. Remember, he's coming off of Tommy John surgery at the uh, from the end of last season. All right. That is the spring training report brought to you by Porta Subs. Porta Subs is slicing up the quality that you crave. Fresh uh, sliced premium meat and, and uh, you know, meats, plural. Also, the tremendous fresh baked bread, the veggie uh, toppings and the savory sauces, Get the taste that you crave at your neighborhood, Porta Subs. Go to portasubs.com, order online, and uh, also you can check out your closest Valley location. All right, coming up next, we'll have a news update with Corey. That'll be followed by the conclusion of today's Sports Zone with the National Roundup. We'll have an update, among other things, uh, some latest line information for the NCAA tournament as the Sweet 16 gets going tomorrow. And uh, a couple of things, uh, NBA-related, if I uh, have time. Uh, A couple of star players expected to return tonight to their Western Conference teams. So we'll try to get that in the next segment also. KDUS AM 1060 is the home to the Dan Patrick Show, the Doug Gottlieb Show, and Sports Map Radio. Catch all the sports content here on AM 1060. It's time for today's National Roundup. Welcome back. Final segment of today's Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KS Lux HD 2 100.7. And uh, we start with a little From the Notebook and John Moran addressed the media on Tuesday. Uh, you mentioned a lot of things, but also he's expected to return and play tonight. He was on the bench uh, in uh, street clothes on Monday night. Expected to come back and play tonight. Uh, against the Houston Rockets, and uh, you know he had the 11 days of uh, you know counseling. Um, you know, there's all kinds of stories out there about him. I'm not exactly sure what to believe and what not to believe at this point. But playing wise, he's expected to play tonight. Meanwhile, the Timberwolves uh, getting Carl uh, Anthony Towns back. He's expected to play tonight against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, he hasn't played in uh, five months. Uh, he's been out a long time uh, since he suffered his calf injury, uh, calf strain, five months ago. Meanwhile, uh, college basketball, a couple quick things. Uh, Tobin Anderson, who made a name for himself last year, last week, excuse me, at Fairleigh Dickinson. He's leaving Fairleigh Dickinson. Good move for him. A five-year deal 
to replace Rick Pitino at Iona. And as I mentioned earlier, Mesa product Randy Bennett, uh, currently the coach at St. Mary's, is at least a candidate, at least reported to be a candidate, according to Matt Norlander of CBS Sports, uh, to be the next head coach at Cal as uh, Cal moved on from Mark Fox after a last-place finish in the Pac-12 this past season. All right, on to uh, some kind of quick uh, Sweet 16 line updates. Michigan State, i start with the Thursday games. Michigan State, two against Kansas State. Connecticut, three and a half against Arkansas. Tennessee, a six-and-a-half point favorite over Florida Atlantic. And uh, UCLA in the uh, main event, uh, I think most would say of the Sweet 16, certainly of Thursday, is a th- uh, two-point favorite over Gonzaga. On Friday, can, uh, San Diego State's going to go against Alabama, and Alabama an overwhelming seven-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Alabama, five consecutive very impressive performances, starting with their three-game sweep in the Southeastern Conference Tournament. Meanwhile, Houston, a seven-point favorite over Miami of Florida. That's the contrast of styles game for at least the Friday schedule. And Princeton against Creighton. Creighton, a 10-point favorite in that contest. And then the Sweet 16 concludes with the final game, at least scheduled to be the final game right now, time-wise, of the the two days with Xavier, with Sean Miller against Texas. And Texas, a four-point favorite in that contest. All right, stay tuned. In the next two hours, it's the Extra Point hosted by Kayla. That'll include an Around the NFL discussion with Nate Davis from USA Today and more phone call time, 602-260-1060. This has been the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp. Thanks for listening.